Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of CreateNet, the podcast where we open up the conversation on all kinds of art. As always, I am Nikki, and to my right, we have... This is Chase. Hey, good job. Glad you still know your name, pal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was born yesterday. You were born yesterday? Yeah. How did I not know that? We've known each other for like four years. I know. I just, I guess I was in... Crazy. I know, anyway. it's crazy. I don't know how it works, but it... It's working it right now. Yeah. Well, thank you uh, so much for listening. Uh, if you're a first-time listener, welcome. Hope you go back and listen to some of our earlier episodes. And if you've been with us from the beginning, thank you ever so much. Yes. Because this is, you know, our, what, 12th episode now? Yes, 12th episode, which is crazy. Uh, we got... Uh, we had some amazing moments since uh, episode one, and mm-hmm. we're so glad to have you here tonight. And it's now officially 2020, so this is the first episode of the new year. Yep. So, happy new year to you, Chase. Well, happy new year's to you, Nikki, and I uh, <laughs> want to say happy new year's to our guests. Yes, we should definitely introduce uh, our folks here. So, we have in the studio with us Brown Mountain Lightning Bugs, also known as Zach and Kendra Harding. Hi, That's guys. Us. Hey. hey. Thank you Thanks for having, for having us. us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all are so cute. <laughs> Say it at the exact same time. Is that what? Is this one going to be what the whole interview's like? Just you saying things? No, now I'm time? just going to pause and wait for him to talk every <laughs> yeah, time. Yeah, now we're going to try our hardest to prevent that from ever happening again. <laughs> I mean, well, but I mean, are you? Me too. I mean, Good. the band is, I mean, aren't you guys a, a duo? Like, we you are. guys are. Generally speaking, yeah, we do play as a trio and have an upcoming show that's our first full band show ever. But for the most part, we're usually a duo. Yeah, yep. awesome. And uh, I mean, that's definitely how I met you guys. Mm-hmm. Was, yes. It was the two of you over at uh, Greensboro Grooves. Mm-hmm. Heck yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. That was that was a fun time over there. Uh, met a lot of cool people. Uh, yep. going to that open mic and then eventually doing that podcast as well. So, um, but anyway, so, so um, how are you guys, how are you guys doing? Doing good. We just got back in from um, doing some rhythm tracks in Hendersonville for our upcoming album. Got back nice. late Sunday. So I think mm-hmm. we've officially bounced back from two intense days of that. Yeah. <laughs> We're ready <Wow>. to be <laughs> here. Good. Well, um, how's the, how's recording the new album? album going uh so we record basically recorded it in two different uh pieces because we mm-hmm. we've kind of got the album split in two and there's one half of the album that's a little bit more acoustic focused and one half that's more electric focused okay and the first half of the album is the acoustic stuff we all did from home and mm-hmm. it's all completely done um the electric half of the album that's what we just did this weekend now we just have to add vocals to that and it's finished Oh, okay. Yeah. Very nice. A couple other lead things, but yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So it should be what, like spring sometime, something like that. Fingers crossed spring. And we're hoping to like roll it out in like a real release thing with some video and some other things teasing ahead of the album. So. Oh yeah, of course. You got to. You gotta hit the, hit them with the single, and then hit them with the music video, and exactly. then go off from there. Yes, that's maybe, the first time we've had maybe a music another video. single, and yeah. then go will, into yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, exactly. So this will be the first time we've had a music video, and I'm curious to see how it turned out because we shot on two different days in two different locations. So. Two different cam, three or four different camera people, technically. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people involved with that. So that one should yeah. be. 
I'm hoping. So the guy who is uh, doing the mixing and mastering on the album mm. is Zach's brother. And he's also doing our music <laughs> video. He's one of those jack-of-all-trades kind of guy. Nice. It's good to um, have somebody like that in your home. So I feel like... Mm-hmm. He's got a lot on his plate, so I'm trying not to, like, push him and be like, finish our video, wait. Um, but, yeah, so we're excited for that. Yeah. No, that's awesome. And, um, well, and as listeners might have caught, I said uh, Zach and Kendra Harding, so you both are married, correct? Yes. Yep. yep. So uh, how did you guys meet? We met at an open mic night when I was doing my senior internship in college, and I was in uh, I was working at Echo Mountain and Sedgwick Studios in Asheville, and so I would hit all the little open mics around there, mm-hmm. and I went to like one too many seedy dive bars with creepy older <laughs> men, as um, one does, <laughs> as I've one been, does. I've been there too, <laughs> and I was like, you know. I'm going to find some place that's not a dive bar. So I looked in like Mountain Express, which is like their local paper that has mm-hmm. a bunch of events and stuffs. Um, and so I found the one in Hendersonville and I was like, well, I'm going to go to that one because it's at a coffee shop and it's a little bit earlier. So like hopefully won't be won't be Creeper Central. And it was not. Um, it was a bunch of really cool, nice people. And Zach was running that open mic at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the first week I didn't talk to him. But the second time I went, we ended up talking for like an hour afterward mm-hmm. um, and hanging out. And he actually crashed a date. <laughs> I was on a wow. date. He crashed your someone. date? <laughs> yeah. Very smooth, Zach. Yeah, he left like halfway through our conversation, I yeah. think. <laughs> so, oh, it was, it was I had no idea. It was no awkward. Idea. But yeah. So that's amazing. Well, that's yeah, a good way, start. Way to play it. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, well, great. I was clueless. I didn't know what was going on. Oh, but, okay. You know. I thought that was your master plan. Zach. No, no. That's oh, all right. An hour, talking to a girl that I just met for an hour, like that's the most I'd ever talked to any female in my life. So you know, that was I was pretty impressed with myself just for that alone. You just walked right up and sat down. But yeah, see, that's so. the kind of confidence you got to go with people yeah, out there true. listening. You know, just walk up to somebody and be like, "Hey." What's up? <laughs> Crash a date. You never know what'll happen. Could end up married to that person. So then, uh, so then you got together, and then you got together as a band. When did that uh, happen? I think we officially started playing as, like, starting to drop that we were the Brown Mountain Lightning Bugs back at the end of 2015 mm-hmm. over at Common Grounds. Um, Nick and Mamie from Shiloh Hill invited us out to do a little Christmas show with them. Nice. And I think that was the first time we ever used the name was at that little little Christmas shindig. That was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. So, yeah, I guess yeah. officially since the end of 2015. Nice. Yeah, and Common Grounds is a, is a great place not only to get coffee, but to to hear yeah. live music because they always got the open mics going and all the shows. and Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And it's also a way to get uh, common ground with uh, other artists, right? Exactly. That's true. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Good job. Yeah. Well that's, well, that's the first lame joke of the of the evening. Yeah. So if anyone has a drink, go ahead and, and take your shot now because Chase out. just made a lame joke. <laughs> well, now I'm in the room, so it's going to be double duty. <laughs> um, so what was it uh, like for you guys coming up with your sound as a duo? Because I know you guys both played stuff separately. So what mm-hmm. was it like coming together and creating your sound after that? Well, 
I think, she, I mean, she's got the classical music background where she, she mm-hmm. had been, you know, she's got her master's in music. So she had had a lot of, you know, that aspect of music. And I had played in mostly like electric rock bands and stuff before doing music with her. Mm-hmm. Now, at our open mic, it was all acoustic for the most part. But um, I had always just had that like four or five piece band thing going on. So when we started playing together, playing as a duo was really kind of new in a way for both of us because she she had performed solo before mm-hmm. and I'd performed with bands before. Um, and so when it started off, we didn't really know what we were doing. Like, I mean, we knew how we both knew how to play music mm-hmm. just fine, but mm-hmm. we didn't know how to make a big sound with just the two of us because that's um, something that's really been. Uh, I don't know, informative as we've progressed as a band is like how to make the two of us sound more like more than just two people. So we've added all these little elements of percussion and effects and different instruments and stuff to try to like, you know, um, round out your sound. Yeah. 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 Make it bigger over the years. Mm -hmm. And I think like with me, so if anybody ever knew me in my open mic days, I like struggle and still struggle pretty badly with like nerves mm. on stage. I'm a really nervous person. Really? <laughs> and so like I, half of my performances were not as good as I had the, uh, the thought that they could be mm. because I just felt exposed and terrible and afraid the whole time I was playing. And so like Zach kind of helped me really learn how to have fun with music and not like worry so much about yeah. what people were thinking about, which weirdly enough has freed me up in a lot of ways to start um, like really paying attention to the people that are in the places we're playing, whether it's at a noisy brewery or a, a quiet listening room, mm-hmm. where I'm really like looking at the people in the audience. Like I used to never look at people when I play, but now I make <laughs> eye contact and I like watch people and I can, I've started to be able to read them and kind of figure out what we need to pull out next to, to make people excited about, about yeah. what we're playing. Totally. Um, but yes, yeah, our sound is kind of always growing and developing. And I think just playing with each other and also as individuals, splitting off and doing other kinds of things and playing with other musicians has made us grow and tinker a lot we tinker on tons of instruments (laughs) and so sometimes we'll pull something out for a show and be like you know that didn't really work but it was fun but we'll put it away now um never hurts to try new things yeah so yeah it's like a, a science experiment oh yeah totally and what? I and I never got that vibe from you about being nervous on stage. <laughs> no, because I was me either. Because I was like, wait, really? Cause oh like, gosh, cause yeah. I've se- well, because I've only seen the two of you. I never saw you when you were playing solo. So, so yeah, that you, makes sense. <laughs> Tom can vouch. <laughs> so um, I'm just curious. I just want to ask this question. Um, where is those nerves coming from? Is it like a a thing that you went through your life, uh, like a performance thing that uh, you went through, and it just or like what was those nerves coming from because I'm sure there's a lot of people who are listening that could relate to that mm-hmm. especially yeah. me I mean I'm, I'm a nervous me person too, too. <laughs> yeah well I, I think we all kind of innately have this fear of like people not liking us mm-hmm. and something like we do on stage being embarrassing or you know causing people to be like 
turned off to what we're doing. So there's that. I mean, like, I did have, like, the horrendous experience as a kid where I got massive stage fright before a Christmas pageant and ended up, like, throwing up in the bathroom backstage. And, oh, be- no. and all I was was, like, I was part of the heavenly host. So there were, like, 16 other kids up there. But I was terrified. Um, so I've, I guess I've kind of always been that way, just kind of nervous around okay. and in front of other people. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah like conquering that has been and is still an ongoing thing um and i think you just kind of have to start to let go of worrying about what people think because the reality is that there's basically three options people are either not going to care at all and ignore you they're going to really dislike what you're doing mm-hmm. or they're going to love what you're doing and you have no control over mm-hmm. any of those things. And so knowing that it's kind of out of your hands has been really helpful for me and knowing yeah. that like if I feel good about what I've done and I've enjoyed myself and the clients that we're working with mm-hmm. are happy with what we brought to the table, then I did my job. And if somebody in the audience thought I was a hack, then they're allowed to think that and that's fine so yeah that, thank you for sharing that that's no that's problem. really powerful mm-hmm. thank you yeah it's cool. all about uh focusing your nervous nervous energy mm-hmm. into yeah into what you're doing uh, just focusing that energy into your performance and mm-hmm. you know i've always thought of nerves as like you know you care about mm-hmm. what you're doing mm-hmm. yeah, so absolutely. if you too. don't have that if you're like a musician and you don't have that kind of at least a little bit of that nervous energy going into a performance or going to record something you know that means you've you know lost your your and, care for it yeah so. and i also want to add is that there's uh people that have been on stages in front of millions of people and they still feel nervous yeah yeah and, and, it's human and well, and they say that too because like the moment the day of that i don't be nervous in front of people is the day that they should stop yeah. Because, I mean, if you didn't care, then, yeah, you wouldn't be nervous. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I, and I think that, like, the the process of conquering it, like she said a second ago, it's not uh, removing it or deleting it. It's not that you just get to take nervousness and throw it away and it's not a thing anymore. It's just that mm-hmm. you figure out how to make it work for you, you know? Yep. Yeah. Um, I still get super nervous, especially when we play a gig in a place we haven't played before. The first, like, mm-hmm. two or three songs, I'm really nervous uh, until I figure out which one of those three responses we're going to get. And then once mm-hmm. I figure that out, I can either, like, hone into the, like, one or two tables that's really digging on us, or I can just say, okay, this is a place where I'm going to be background noise. That just frees me up to, like, jam and experiment and improvise and stuff mm-hmm. in ways that I wouldn't feel comfortable doing otherwise. So I just, like... Take those nerves and channel them in a, into something that'll work for me. It's not like I get rid of them. Yeah, that's really you know? cool. Uh, yeah. yeah, nervousness. You know, it's the, having that nerves can kind of fuel your performance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a and, good driving uh, force into whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, so uh, throughout your, um, you know your years of performing and things like that how how did your sound become the way it is today like it's where where, where does it come from <clears throat> well one thing that was always really important to us is that so she and i were both um songwriters separately bef- when we met right so mm-hmm. <clears throat> she had always wrote songs her songs and played for herself and in the bands i had played with i had always been the primary songwriter so mm-hmm. 
we didn't want to like enter into a musical relationship that it was like, okay, she's the lead singer and she's just going to be singing everything. And she didn't want that on the other way either. Right. Or neither one of us wanted that. Mm -hmm. So having both of us swapping back and forth, like she sings lead on a song, then I sing lead on a song back and forth, back and forth. That was always like a really big focus for us. Um, cause a lot of my favorite bands are that way. Um, like uh, the Drive-By Truckers, one of my favorite bands, and they mm-hmm. have usually had three singers in the band. But if you think back into like the 60s and 70s, a lot of rock bands had that, and it seems like that's oh, something yeah. that's yeah. totally went away at this point. I mean, there's a few bands out there that still do that, but for the most part, it's like there's the one person who's the leader, and then there's not uh, anybody else who sings lead usually. So that was always like a really big, uh, important thing mm-hmm. about what we wanted the Brown Mountain Lightning Bugs to be. Yeah, and mm. then just pulling from our disparate backgrounds in music um, with me having this kind of like classical bent and with his his stuff being primarily rock I mean I and I was deeply into singer songwriter kind of stuff and like everything I wrote was like slow sad six eight songs um, <laughs> and uh, well I mean it's very hard to to write a happy song or so I've been told so it can be to me it's harder than writing a sad song but mm-hmm. he is much much better at pulling out positive emotions and having like fun happy happy jam songs and so mm-hmm. I've gotten to where good you balance I'm, each other out mm-hmm. yeah and I'm letting that influence my writing too or even if I do have a song that like has a sad part in it I'm like countering that with like well maybe it doesn't have to be in A minor you know <laughs> maybe it can be in something different maybe um, we could get it a major yeah chord. and he really pushes me to like to try new things where I'm like a stay in your lane, like mm-hmm. here's the rules and here's where we stay. And he's like, well, why don't you try writing it on this instrument? Because it doesn't seem like this one's working. Um, so like we, right. we push each other and pull each other in those ways so that I can still have that kind of soft singer songwriter influence, but I can kind of start to temper it with stuff that's, that's not that way. That's different and challenging in a different way for me. Yeah. So, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's good that you, you know, balance each other out in your in your songwriting style so that way you can come cohesive as a as a band and not bore people to tears. <laughs> Well, and there, you'll see in the audience, certain people will not really care about my songs and totally vibe on hers. And sometimes it's the other way around, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, it's, and so, sometimes you get the people that dig on on both styles of songs, but um, it's really nice to be able to alternate between the two different things because mm-hmm. certain audiences tend to lean one way or the other. Yeah, yeah sure. And and those uh, and what would those aud- audience would be like? Are they people that are, are within your genre or just? Um, it's just whoever you play at, like, or whatever place you play at. Yeah, I mean, like I think it's, it's yeah, I, sorry, I think it, sorry, were you done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're, go ahead. <laughs> I don't mean to, like, cut people off. No. Um, yeah, I think it's it, it just kind of depends on the people, like, where we're playing. Um, we found that, like, our core audience is people that are, like, in you know, mid-30s to mid-60s who are, mm. you know, either young folks who have kids. There just seems to be... A, a part of our demographic or people who are at retirement or are already retired. Um, but yeah, that's kind of our core audience. Um, mm-hmm. And the retirees tend to rock a little bit harder than the young people, actually. <laughs> <laughs> they've reached they, that point. They they're just party. <laughs> yeah, because they don't care anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, <laughs> that's really cool. Okay, I'll just 
I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, um, I wanted to uh, plug one of your uh, your new online series. I wanted to kind of get you guys to talk a bit about the bug jar, how that got started, and what sparked that idea for that series. Yes. Um, and we answer this, your question that you asked on our Facebook in our next <laughs> video you? that goes up tomorrow. Yes. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, I got into like a bunch of YouTubers early, early last year, and I would just like have it going in the background as I was cleaning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's a lot of cool things happening on and with YouTube. I mean, obviously, I agree. I'm, a, I'm an avid YouTube watcher mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Me too. And it's cool that there you get to see a lot of like regular people doing things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it made me think of like, okay, like these are just regular people who are talking about the things they care about and the things that they're, you know, they have some knowledge and some skill with. Mm-hmm. And I have discovered in the last five years that I enjoy teaching and sharing mm-hmm. things with people. Um, and so I talked to a mentor of mine early last year, like January, February, as I was getting ready to shift out of a job into into this full time. Um, and I told her my idea and what I was wanting to do. Mm-hmm. And she's one of those people that if she tells me, hey, I think you might need to like sit with this for a little bit and really think about it, before you do anything with it, then I'm going to listen to her. Or if she tells me that's Mm -hmm. like, that's probably not a good idea and you shouldn't do it. I'm going to definitely consider that because I know that like, she's not going to give me bad advice. (laughs) She's not giving me bad advice yet. And I've known her for a long time. (laughs) Um, so when she told me that she thought that was a really cool idea Mm -hmm. and that I should kind of just run with it, then I was like, okay, this is this is the thing, and we're gonna do this. And I came home and I told Zach, I'm like, Rebecca was was in. We're gonna we're gonna do this now. And uh, <laughs> so I I set him on the task of like doing the research of like the technical things about cameras and microphones and mm-hmm. video editing programs and things like that because yeah. that's not what I'm skilled at learning i just like browse over and like it's not what i'm skilled at either so i I understand i'm like okay this has five stars on amazon i'm gonna get it Uh, and he's more like i'm gonna dig in and read every review Mm -hmm. i'm gonna like critically analyze things and so i knew he would have a a better grasp of that than i did so that's kind of where the bug jar was born and cool and how it kind of sort of came to be and zach you were on board right away after Kendra kind of explained everything to you? Once I got past the uh, the the technical stuff, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, having that swimming around in my head, like, I was dreaming of Canon cameras and stuff for a week, but, um, <laughs> like... Thanks, babe. Yeah, yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, technology is to the point now where it's easier than ever to do all these kind of things, mm-hmm. and I think that... Um, Musicians and artists are expected more than ever to be more than just the medium that they are in. Yes. You, you can't, I mean, you can just be just a musician, but mm-hmm. it's better if you're a musician who knows how to operate things like the studio, who knows right. how to do camera related uh, activities, who knows how to blog, who knows how to uh, do this and that and this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. And so like having this multimedia approach as a musician, I think opens you up to a lot more exposure in a lot different, a lot of different ways, mm-hmm. uh, gives you a lot more networking opportunities, uh, and it hones your skills in ways that if you were just, you know, woodshedding guitar licks in your bedroom, 
wouldn't necessarily achieve, you know? Right. So well, a lot of, yeah, a lot of first time musicians go into it being like, you know, I'm going to make it and be there. But if they don't have like the business side to things mm-hmm. or if they don't have someone to help mm-hmm. with the social media or things like that, mm-hmm. you know, they tend to tend, you know, they tend to lose faith and give up and fall to the wayside. Yeah. So, you know, you need to have both aspects with you. Otherwise, you know, it'll fall apart. Or at least that's what I've seen with all the musician friends that I know. So. Yeah, it's definitely, it's it's <clears throat> beneficial and I think almost necessary at this point because yeah. so much of it, um, there's a lot of good videos out there about, right now about how the music industry, and I'm sure a lot of the other artists, industries it's like moving away from the 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 more corporate based thing where it's like you have to be associated with these big you know entities to be able to make it and survive it's like now you do it on your own but you're gonna have to put in a lot of work and a lot of different ways to do it on your own but you Mm -hmm. can totally do it on your own but you just have to have uh some experience and knowledge in all these other different fields with it. Yeah. And you can always, you know, have a team around you too. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I mean, you could, I mean, cause doing it on your own doesn't necessarily mean like you right. by yourself. Mm-hmm. Like exactly. you can always have uh, yeah. people surround you. So it's always about find either, you know, if you want to do the research yourself and do it on your own, like by yourself, that's totally fine. But if you want to bring like a marketing strategist in or like, you know, someone who may be more business savvy than you, then totally do it. And that's what I'm trying to do with this podcast is to whoever listens and and want to, you know, bring in Mm -hmm. new talent in their company or their whoever who wants to be, you know, helping you guys out. They may not would like your music and then they would can offer their services to you. And that's that's kind of the the podcast. I'm I'm trying to bring awareness. Um, And while I'm like, you know, trying to do the show with Nikki, I was wondering if mm-hmm. the bug jar is kind of like trying to accomplish some kind of mission. Like, what is your mission behind the bug jar? Is it just, is it just, uh, just talking about what you're going through as a musician or is it just something, something else? I think the goal behind it is to educate people who are out there figuring this out on their own Mm. and share what we've learned through, you know, practice and through failure and um, hopefully spare them some of the the knocks that we've had. Mm -hmm. Um, So if there's somebody who's just getting started playing gigs or doesn't really know how to begin even performing or something like that. Hopefully the goal is that they find, find our videos and it, uh, they find information that they can put to use in a practical way, um, Mm -hmm. from there. And we've had a couple of people who have written or commented who have told us that this video was great. You know, like I did one on booking and somebody mm-hmm. emailed me asking for a template for a spreadsheet mm-hmm. because they're starting mm-hmm. to do a lot of booking and they wanted to help themselves get organized and things like that. And so that yeah. was really, really validating for me. It's like, OK, I did something that helped somebody in their journey. And that yeah. to me is the because that's what we've had this whole time is people who have come alongside us throughout this whole thing and continually do that it's it's a it you know the more we do this the more it happens Mm -hmm. um people are just kind and and giving of their uh experience and knowledge and connections and so we wanted to try to do that in our own way Mm -hmm. um and 
the bug jar seemed like the right way to do it. Yeah. And that's how the arts community should be. Like Mm -hmm. we should be able to, to share our knowledge amongst all of us. Mm -hmm. There shouldn't be this like, you know, air of, I mean, there should be an air of healthy competition, but not like this, like aggressive form of competition that you tend to see uh, sometimes, you know. And also, you know, people might like your point of view on, you know, how uh, things work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. And they might not, and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. I just keep repeating that to myself. I don't have to be liked by everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Getting over the nerves thing. You know, it's a hard lesson sometimes for, for us to learn. But uh, anyway, yeah. but yeah, definitely uh, any first-time musicians, or if any of y'all out there listening know any first-time musicians that might need some help or might need some advice, uh, definitely go to YouTube and check out the Brown Mountain Lightning Bugs channel and check out the Bug Jar. Uh, they have a whole playlist of all their episodes episodes up there uh, I should know because I've watched most of them at this point <laughs> uh, even you. though I am not a musician myself I still enjoy it um, you're pretty deep in the music scene though like yeah but I don't, like, I don't play I don't really sing like you guys so but you're you're definitely there <laughs> you're a critical component of this yeah. ecosystem here oh yeah <laughs> no yeah the music yeah any all the arts community needs needs fans along with along with the players themselves so um, and I was actually kind of curious uh since you both uh are songwriters if there's a song uh out there that you were like man i wish i would have written that or like man you know it's a really good song i can think of i mean i'm sure you could think of plenty but a bazillion (laughs) um but one that i really really love that it's just like i have probably i think i was on a flight from greensboro to New York a while back and the mm. whole flight I listened to this song on repeat <laughs> which wow. is a little embarrassing but I did because um, I was just really feeling it at that time mm-hmm. um, so it's a song by John Foreman who is the lead singer of Switchfoot but he has like this mm. acoustic uh, offshoot project and it's from the Wonderlands project that he did a few years ago and I'm totally blanking on the name now that I just talked about this thing that I listened to for like two hours straight. <laughs> oh, shoot. What is it called? Good example. I know. I mean, I can hear the song in my head. Yeah. Oh, it's all right. My Coffin. That's okay. the name of it. There you go. Okay. Um, and it's just, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the writing on it is so evocative and mm-hmm. strong that it's like, whenever I listen to that song, like, I'm hit deeply in the emotions. <laughs> it gets me in my feels. <laughs> and, like, I've listened to it, as you can imagine, quite a bit. And uh-huh. it still hits me that hard every time. It's like, oh. That's that how you song. know it's a good song. That song. Yeah. hmm What about you, Zach? So, um, I guess I don't usually think about things like that too much, but if I had to pick one, um, there's a song by Jason Isbell called Elephant. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so back when I was 24, I had, uh, Hodgkin's lymphoma and almost died from it. And, uh, like I've like literally went, went unconscious and flatlined and was brought back to life. Um, but in this song, he talks about this woman who's dying from cancer, and he hits a lot of things in that without saying it directly that mm. are like these really profound thoughts about somebody who's dying from cancer and what that's like. And um, I don't know. There's a lot of songs about that subject, but his just really hits in a way that no other song I've heard has hit. So, And I've like never written a song about cancer, not once, So, except for one like totally joke song that was just an idiotic thing but like 
I've never written written anything serious about it. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I feel like it, at some point I need to write a song about that. Yeah. So uh, yeah. that one would be the one that I'd wish I'd written. So mm-hmm. totally, yeah. yeah. Wow. Wow, that's, that's powerful. Am- that's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, when yeah, when music, you know, hits you, you know, however many times you listen to it or it's a subject matter that you've dealt with and it, you know, really hits home, that's that's the that's the mark of a good songwriter for sure. Absolutely. So, well cool. To go um, listen to those songs if you want to cry. I was going to say. Because <laughs> neither of them are happy. <laughs> hey, we all need a good cry sometimes. Go. Yeah. I have I have those songs for, for me, too, that, you oh, know, yeah. listen to it. Sometimes I have to change the radio station, but sometimes, you know, I'll listen to it and just be in the car and be sad. You yep. Got to feel the feelings and then let them go. It's mm-hmm. the only way to get through them. Exactly. Yeah. So. So, um. Well, uh, I was wondering uh, when um, I feel like that as we should uh, wrap up okay. uh, the, uh, the episode, um, just knowing that our time is almost up and I uh, just want to give you the most time to plug in your, uh, your information for the next show. Yes, give us all of your socials, like, all of your shows coming yeah. up. I know you have one at The Crown yes. that I'm very excited for. We are super excited for that one, too. We are pumped for it. It's on February 1st at 7 p.m. and we're playing with a band from Columbia, South Carolina, Admiral Radio. So they're another duo that is also in the Americana kind of genre, but a very different style. They're super sweet people. They were at the Bug House a couple months back. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're excited and we're hoping to pack it out and show them a good triad welcome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, tickets are available online for that. You can just go mm-hmm. to the Carolina Theater's website. Make sure it's the Greensboro one, not the Durham one. Yes. <laughs> so. yeah, definitely do <laughs> not make that mistake. Mm-hmm. Yes. Many people have as, be like, as You're not I there. have. Oh as no. Well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, I mean, I work at a theater too and we always get confused with the Carolina Theater or yeah. with the Community uh, Theater of Greensboro. Yeah. Like, we get calls every day like, are you doing so-and-so? And I'm like, no, you're looking for this. Go to their box oh. office, not ours. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yep. But the Crown at the Carolina is a, is a great space. Yeah. I've, I've seen plenty of show there, and it's um it's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. And um, are you guys Brown Mountain Lightning Bugs on all the things? Yeah. Um, on Instagram, that's our full handle. Facebook, same thing, Brown Mountain Lightning Bugs. Twitter is... Yeah, it's... Um... I, I don't remember. I don't remember at, on Twitter because I just have it linked to Instagram, <laughs> so I don't actually log in. You I know, you can, you guys can just Google Brown Mountain Lightning Bugs. We're the they'll, only one. They'll so. come up. Yep. Yeah, yeah it'll be fine. Um, actually, real quick, I did want to ask the, the story behind the name because I just, I think it's a really cool band name and I just wanted to hear real quick how that came about. Yeah, well. so we started dating after... Uh, I quit my, not quit, but after I finished my internship my senior Mm -hmm. year, so I'd actually moved back down to Winston-Salem. And then he was like, I got you a gig at the farmer's market here in Mills River. (laughs) And so that was his ploy (laughs) to get me to come up and visit. And so I did that a couple of times, and then we started dating, and we were doing this driving back and forth every weekend to see each other thing. Mm -hmm. And the halfway mark kind of between Winston-Salem and Hendersonville Mm -hmm. is uh, Brown Mountain at... uh, kind of Morganton-ish mm-hmm. yeah. area. Mm-hmm. And there is a phenomenon there of ghost lights that appear 
every so often. Um, <laughs> and nobody knows what causes them, and there's all these different theories, but it's just like one of those mysteries, and there's all these legends surrounding it, and they're called the Brown Mountain Lights. Um, so Brown Mountain had been that halfway point, and one night we were talking about it. Um, not long after we had started dating, we were hanging out at my parents' house, and we were talking about it out in the front yard, and there were all these lightning bugs around and we mentioned something about brown mountain and my dad just off the cuff as he as dads do was like ah brown mountain lightning bugs um and then i was kind of like that could be a band name mm-hmm. that could be our band name and so it had kind of lodged in the back of my mind so that after we got married and actually started performing i was like well why don't we call it this instead of like kendra and zach harding oh <laughs> so that's the that's story that's so cute it was your halfway point that's a really good story i love that that's awesome. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you guys so much uh, for, for being us. on the this show. Has been fun. Yeah, and thanks as always to Chase for for being my my co-host and ta- yeah, and not, going on this journey with me with this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm trying to you know you know give you guys a platform to you know share your story and things like that. Thank yeah, you. we appreciate so, that. Yeah, we yeah. super appreciate yeah. that. Y'all. And thank any you. of you, any of you out there that uh, are creative in some way if you're a musician like these guys or if you do photography if you dance if you paint or draw anything uh please contact us uh if you want to come be on our show and share your story uh we are create net podcast on facebook and instagram i believe on twitter we are create net pod um because i guess podcasts couldn't fit or something yeah. is that right yeah, yeah we ran out of characters anyway yeah, yeah. same <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> i was gonna say you you guys know um but anyway, uh, but yeah, DM us or uh, you can also send us an email. Uh, we're creating it podcast at gmail.com as well. And thanks again for listening. And thank you again, uh, Zach and Kendra. We thank appreciate you. you being on. And I also want to say thanks to Black Rabbit Studios for uh, producing yes, the Black show. Yes, Black Rabbit Audio. Thank you so much for having us again in your lovely space. We appreciate you, Tom. You are the best. <laughs> He's giving us a thumbs up. All right. Well, we are going to sign off now and hope everyone out there listening has a good day or morning or evening or whenever you listen to us. And have a great one. Yep. Bye. 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 See ya.